Hi everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast here on the Mail Fuzz Podcast Network. Alright, so this is a horror movie podcast, <laughs> and we talk about horror movies, sometimes from the past, and sometimes... And the present. To the present. And... Welcome. This week, of course, we wanted to squeeze in an extra episode because we wanted to talk about The Conjuring before The Conjuring mm-hmm. 2 hits next week, which we're obviously going to be doing next mm-hmm. week. We're going to be covering The Conjuring 2. So Obviously. I'll see it first. You'll see it later. Well, yeah, it's out in the US on Friday and it's out in the UK on Monday, so yes, I will see it later. <laughs> I don't know what your point was, Tim. <laughs> Did you have one? I think a real horror fan would see it as early as possible, but whatever. Especially when it takes place in their own backyard, but hey It's now. not my fault they're not releasing it until three days later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Tim, your standards are hurting my soul. So is that like a thing on the UK right now where like Monday's the new Friday? Do you know what? I don't... It, it literally only started like a month ago. Like Warcraft and uh, Turtles 2 were released on Mondays for some wow. reason. And then Conjuring 2 is happening. There's another one in a few months that are happening. Like I noticed as well. I don't know why they're doing it. It's really weird. It's creeping me out because it's always been Friday. It's always been the same as the US. It's always mm-hmm. been the Fridays. See, I mean, with Warcraft and Turtles, you just had to imagine it's because they sucked. But, like, you know, The Conjuring 2, actually, like, hey, we're kind of hoping this is going to be good. I don't know. Uh, especially since you think the weekend audience would be a big deal. Although, technically, yeah. technically, the official release date's actually the following Friday. But mm-hmm. my cinema chain is showing it from the Monday, so I don't know if it's just, like, a special thing for that one. And we technically mm-hmm. have it a week late, but I'll still see it in time for the podcast, so it doesn't really matter. Um... Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's weird. But, yeah, so that's what's happened. Regardless, I will have seen it first. Thank you. All right, Tim, have a medal. (laughs) There you go, have a a badge. You can pin it on your little scout uniform. You almost, you were going to say penis, weren't you? (laughs) I I, I saw you thinking it. (laughs) I wasn't saying penis, what are you talking about? Well, I was thinking you were going to think it. Okay, um, but yeah. So <laughs> you don't know what I'm wearing underneath. <laughs> so the, the camera only goes so far. So Conjuring Two is next week. So we wanted to cover Conjuring One because we never spoke about it on the show. Um, mm, technically, it's just called The Conjuring, but yes. So we're going to talk about The Conjuring, <laughs> and I think we'll, we'll, we will start the spoiler free, just in case you've not seen it um, and you're thinking about catching up in time for the second one. Uh, and then we'll put up a spoiler wall as we've been doing so you know <laughs> spoiler free for now um, but yeah so it's based loosely on a true story um, about Ed and Lorraine Warren who are these I'm, I'm, oh no I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but I was going to say I, I I do want to get into that later but that okay. will come after we talk after the spoilers yes later. yes because okay. um, I did some research this oh, week actually. yes yeah you're actually well informed us but you, you went and researched the real people so you know more than I do about this shit but Specifically, this not horror in general. I just want to point that out. Oh, you! It's like you read my mind. You knew I wanted to say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew where you were going with that. I knew where you were going with that. So yeah, it's based based on this true story about uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are these paranormal investigators. They are a couple who, throughout the sixties and seventies and maybe eighties, I don't know how long it lasted, they basically went and investigated paranormal shit and helped with exorcisms and all sorts of shit like that. And they wrote about it in books later and whatever. 
And this is about one such case in 1971 where a family of uh, seven, uh, five daughters and their parents are tormented by some sort of uh, paranormal entity. And Bathsheba. And that's the, that's the setup of the movie. Uh, pretty, pretty straightforward, actually. Actually, what's kind of funny is this movie actually takes place in my backyard. Like, literally, I, I'm from Rhode Island, yeah. and I've this takes place in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which I've never been, but I don't think it was too far from Woonsocket. I actually had a friend, though, that uh, like used to go fishing in a, the lake, I think, that's around there, and he said he saw the house before but never realized like that it was that house. But... Oh, interesting. Um <laughs> Just, just, to cl- just to clarify something Tim said, the second one is not technically in my backyard because I am not from <laughs> England. I want to point that out. Close enough. No, it's not close enough. If you can't recognise my accent, I'm Scottish. I'm from Scotland. If you can swim there, it's close. I don't have, I don't have to swim. I can walk. <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> I'd, swimming would be to Ireland, I guess. That would that would be the one you'd swim to. Ah, uh, yes, the Emerald Isles, <laughs> as I call it. Wait, didn't you call Scot- Scotland the Emerald Isles a couple of weeks ago? Um, they're all isles of varying emeraldness. <laughs> oh god, we're off. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, we're off on a weird tangent already. Wait, wait, wait. Right, back to the so, movie. Back to so the. So, what, what is a conjuring? <laughs> I don't have an exact definition for you. I, I I assume I would assume a conjuring would be when you conjure a spirit of some kind. Technically, though, no one conjures them in this movie, so I'm assuming there's a slightly different context to it. Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer for me, Tim? Not at all. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Then you made us you're both, <laughs> made us both look like idiots. I don't know what your goal is here, Tim. But so what's kind of interesting is this movie actually starts off with like. It almost has like a little mini ghost story at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. It starts off with uh, to introduce the concept of, well, ghosts, I guess. <laughs> In case you weren't familiar. Uh, well, but really it's to introduce the fact that in Lorraine Warren have had these different cases. So we start off with this little short story of uh, the Annabelle doll, which of course got its own spin-off, which uh, we've not covered, but I'll spoil my thoughts on it. It's fucking shit. Don't bother watching it. Um but so we get this little. So it kind of sucks because this opening part with Annabelle, I thought was very uh, compelling. Actually, I re- I really like this opening. I think it's good because it's short. I think the problem mm-hmm. with the the other movie is well, part of the problem with the other movie is that when you take this idea that was clearly, you know, picked for this re- this purpose of introducing the movie, mm-hmm. was picked because oh, it's something you can do, but it's essentially a short little film, mm-hmm. and then you stretch it out to you know nearly two hours i think that's where problems start creeping in but yeah. so it's basically used to show that we've got this past that ed and lorraine warren have got this past and they're actually it comes out and you see that they're actually giving like a lecture at a university mm-hmm. about their different cases and it introduces to them before we're introduced to the family who move in and the kind of weird thing about this movie is it's, it's got like a normally in these types of movies you focus on one of one of two things as your protagonist mm-hmm you focus on the family that's been haunted and the paranormal people that come in to try and help are very much the side characters who you don't even see until they meet the family. Mm-hmm. Or you focus on the paranormal people 
and it's just a case they get. Whereas this movie kind of does both, where you kind of like you 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 meet them, you meet the the Warrens, and you meet the family, and you kind of in tangent, not tangent, <laughs> in tandem, in tandem. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> see them uh, like throughout the, the opening act of the movie or so before their their paths cross. Meaning you kind of care about both, which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense to follow the Warrens because if you're going to do a sequel, and they are, it would be <laughs> them you're going to be in the sequel with. And it makes yeah. sense to care about the family because if you don't care about the family, then the movie doesn't work. Yeah, and uh, I, I like the way that it's uh, done in this movie. It kind of makes the world feel more realized. Like, you know, a lot of times with horror movies, you're kind of confined to this one location uh you know it's one summer camp this one mansion or you know house or whatever um this it kind of gives the sense that there's like a, a larger world you know involved in it which uh, i thought was kind of cool and and i found like both characters to be interesting like you know i you know find the you know uh I, I think the stuff with the family probably like a little more interesting but i you know also really like the stuff with the warrants mm. and you know, yeah. like their story. So, yeah, so basically the family move in and creepy shit starts happening of a variety of ways, which we'll, won't get into specifics until we talk about spoilers, but... Um, and they eventually need the warrants to come in and, you know, the, the funny thing about The Conjuring is that it's a very typical supernatural movie, really, where, you know, shit's happening, figure out what the ghosts want or why they're tormenting the family and um, try and fix it. And they, you have your investigators who set up devices to try and capture things and... Uh, it, it, I don't think in terms of plot it really does anything that different to other movies I've seen no I think this is just an example of you know it, it's not necessarily doing something new or breaking the mold um, but you know I, I don't really want to say it's like you know hacky or cliche either like it, it's yeah kind of standard haunted house fare but I feel like it does it very well yeah, no, I, th I think that's the main thing here is that it's well-directed. And I, th I think right from the start of the movie, when the family moves out of the house, there's two very long tracking shots that I really liked. Mm -hmm. um, when the family pull up in the car, the, the, the camera is behind the window in the, in the house. Mm -hmm. And it pans over to the door as the family get out of the car and come over to the door. And then there's a long tracking shot following the kid as she's going through the entire house. Because she, she like runs under the couch as the movers are carrying it in. And the camera yeah. falls are under the couch, mm -hmm. and just like you get that sense of space of where the house is, what's around the house, both the front and the back, um, mm -hmm. and it really again it makes you feel real and feel lived in. Yeah. So, and, and I, I guess we, we we spoke so much about the the terrible editing <laughs> from you know the last movie, The Darkness, that yeah. this it was refreshing to go into this and see you know actual like editing and actual camera work and yeah. Uh, I guess I don't think we mentioned it yet, but it's uh, directed by James Wan. Yep, yeah, James uh, Wan. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, I, I was thinking, like, you know, I feel like nowadays we don't have as many of those, like, you know, kind of like big franchise directors, like, you know, back in the day, like, you, know, you had like, you know, Wes Craven and John Carpenter and stuff. And I was trying to think if we had any like kind of modern equivalents and. Yeah, you know, I guess like you know, uh, James Wan would kind of be the closest thing. Um, While well, I don't necessarily like all his work, like I really like uh, you know the Insidious movies and you know um, 
at least this first Conjuring. I haven't seen the second one yet, obviously. It comes out this Friday. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's getting away from horror, you know, because he did the Fast and the Furious, and then I don't know if he's still definitely doing Aquaman or if they're having uh he's still scheduled as of now he's still scheduled to do aquaman but yeah which uh i'm I'm interested in but uh, i hope he doesn't you know totally leave horror behind because he seems to you know have a pretty good eye for for oh thank you well i I think there's a reason why he snuck conjuring 2 in between fast 7 and aquaman which is presumably he's doing next because you can Mm -hmm. make horror movies a bit quicker because they tend to be smaller films and you can kind of get them out quickly without sacrificing any quality as long as you know what you're doing and James Wan's proven to know what he's doing quite a bit yeah. I think um, and no so yeah it's a it's kind of a typical supernatural movie in that sense but there's a lot of neat little tricks there's a lot of cool ideas there's a without getting to spoilers yet there's you know a scene with a clapping game which is used quite well um, yeah I like that a lot there's some nice camera work where the camera sort of turns upside down and someone's looking under a bed and then it spins up mm-hmm. the right way as they get up and there's little things like that he just spliced throughout it just to give it this its own sort of unique uh, flavour. And one thing mm-hmm. that happens in here, which to a much smaller extent than it was in Insidious, and a big part of why I love Insidious, and I do like Insidious more than I do this, mm-hmm. Um is how much mythology Insidious has and how it really builds this this supernatural world around everything that's going on. You really get the sense. This does a little bit of that, not as much, but you do get the sense as the movie goes on. Is like, who are the ghosts? Why are they there? Are they all there together? Is there more than one ghost? Are they, you know, is one ghost the result of another ghost? Like, you know, you get this this cool backstory that comes into it that, um. Yeah. It makes it feel like it's more sim- It's more than just the simple. Oh, there's a demon in the house trying to possess someone. Yeah. You know? So, that's pretty cool. Uh, some really nice uh, moments like that. So, are there as much we can say without going into spoilers now? To be honest, because I mean, I think it's you know pretty obviously made <laughs> made it clear how we feel about it. Yeah, it's, it's a good yeah. solid um, you know haunted house movie essentially. Yeah, I would imagine most people have probably seen it by now, but I mean, if for some reason you haven't, uh, it's definitely, definitely well worth the watch. Yeah, do I mean I think you could probably could watch the second one without seeing the first one. Just and that's just a oh hunch, yeah, because it feels like it's just going to. I mean, it's the same two characters that are solving the the case, as it were. But I don't think the the plot of this one will have much of a impact on the mm-hmm. on the second one, which is kind of cool. The you know, the way it's done, like, I don't know, it almost makes it seem like they're ma- making their own, like, shared universe, like... Do you know what, it's funny way. you say that, because the reviews for the second one have implied that the the second one does a lot to set up things that could oh, really? happen like that. Um, I read one review that said it was the Avengers of horror movies... <laughs> the, and this was a positive review they weren't condemning it, they were saying no, it actually sets up a lot of cool stuff that could be explored um, oh that's awesome, I, I love that idea because I mean but I'm yeah, really like, shocked you got that from the first movie though well uh, I mean I'm kind of looking at it now, well if you look at just the first movie you know, you have the well, I'm, it's hard from going back in time because I'm using the knowledge that we have in the present so obviously you have the Annabelle spinoff uh, and then at the end, they have a reference to Amityville Horror, 
uh, which is another like real life case that the Warrens looked into. Um, and then obviously we have like, you know, the sequel now. So like um, if you count Amityville, that's already kind of like, you know, four movies in this universe. Uh, I wouldn't really count Amityville. It's kind of, I know that it's a reference to it and I'm sure they could do The Conjuring 3, yeah. which is actually just a story of Amityville. They mm-hmm. could do that. Um, or they could just do a new amateur horror that connects to it, but it, it's kind of like how uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example where, like, like there's, they... a, there's a new Archie TV show coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, technically, Sabrina the Teenage Witch takes place in Archie, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't say the old Sabrina TV show is in the same universe as the right, new Archie yeah. show. It's, it's kind of uh, like that. I I gotcha, but it, it's still just like kind of using that. As an example, it, it just makes it seem like, uh, again, that there's more going on in this universe and the potential for other movies or whatever to... Yeah, there, t- there, there is potential, and it's one of the things that I'm really hoping for with the second one is it building hmm. on the mythology beyond just the simple case. Because I, I do really like this movie, but um, hmm. I don't love it as much as Insidious, and I think it's because it, Insidious did a lot for me in terms of what it built. I think the I think the big difference is that like Insidious seemed a little more unique. It it was uh, doing something kind of different, like you know, uh, where you hadn't really seen that kind of uh, story before. Where it was like, oh, it's not the house that's haunted; it's your boy, and then they have this whole other world that they go into and and shit. So I feel like that was kind of like a little more unique thing where. You know, like this, like we said, uh, you know, it does things very well, but it's not necessarily, you know, something that we've never seen before. Like, essentially, it's just a haunted house movie, or a good haunted house movie. But, yeah, there isn't really anything specifically like, oh, that's never been done before, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, full of great moments. Um, <laughs> so definitely worth checking out if you want to catch up in time for the second one that's coming out. Yeah. Um, this week slash next week, depending on when you're uh, where you, where you are and when you're watching or listening to this. Um, this week for me, next week for you. Ah, uh, yeah, shut up, Tim. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind that much. I can wait till Monday. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to go into spoilers now. So full spoilers for The Conjuring <laughs> if you've not seen it. Um, and sometimes when the movie's bad, I say don't care, just hear the spoilers. But this one, I'd say that actually go watch the movie. Yeah. But uh, so full spoilers now from this point on, and so what did you think of the 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 ghost then, and where the ghost came from, and what the other ghosts that were kind of tangentially there? Uh, I thought it was uh, interesting. So the main ghost we have is this lady named Beth Chiba, I guess. Oh, no, I, uh, I couldn't remember names. I was going to call the witch. But, I know, think the the only reason I actually know that because uh, they do mention the name in the movie but it's one oh, of those they, things they do m- mention it and i remember it now that you've said it but i would never have yeah. remembered that had the only reason why i know those because again i was looking up the um the like stuff on the real life story and, and it's, they mentioned it so um but it actually uh goes back to this kind of um era that i i like and find very creepy uh which is kind of like the I guess kind of like early 1800s America when like everything was, you know, kind of new and rural and, you know, uh, you had these kind of like weird backwoods people and 
Um, so it, it felt very reminiscent of that, and I always kind of liked that time period. I always thought it's kind of creepy, and I like stories that harken back uh, to that. Um, but I, I thought she was like a good villain in like the times. Um, you know, she shows up. I thought you know a pretty creepy. Um, one of my favorite scenes is in the movie is um, when the the girls in front of the dresser. And I think the other girl's like talking to her and, you know, she's like saying like, oh, like, look, the she's here or the ghost is here or whatever. And she's like, where? And then she's like, looks up and she's just like on the dresser and then she just like pounces on her. Um, I like that she felt like a very uh, physically menacing ghost. Like a lot of times, you know, there might be a ghost and it's creepy, but maybe it'll just kind of be standing there or making noises or doing stuff that you know, you can't really see or hear that well, but this is like a fucking ghost that will attack you. Like, you know, it jumps on people and stuff. It It uh, does. It grabs girls by the hair and, like, drags them around the the room and all that. Oh, I do have to put... This isn't so much a criticism as it's just a weird observation, right? Mm -hmm. So the... I don't know, the middle daughter, I think. Middle or second oldest, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. it's the two girls in the room that sleep in the, the beds, right? Right. And the one of them keeps getting pulled. Our feet keep getting pulled. Oh yeah, at the bottom of the bed. And that is, this is just a weird observation on my part. But she she's always sleeping on top of her like covers. She only has like this little uh, like small one that she's actually covering herself with, and her feet are always like sticking out. And I'm like, you know, as someone is a human being who sleeps. <laughs> My feet get cold if I don't, you know, maybe not right away, but I find that once your body cools down when you sleep, yeah, you always get cold and you, you mm-hmm. need your, that's why you have covers because you need them after a little while because your body <laughs> cools down. Um, even, in, I, I think it's like far too warm right now. I am miserable right now at the heat, but <laughs> once I kind of fall asleep, you know, I still need my covers because it, it gets cold or I feel colder. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just... It's just an observation that, like, I feel like that's only like that because we need to see your feet getting pulled, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it's so it's, it's not a big deal. It's a small thing. I'm just... No, that, yeah, definitely not. I I didn't notice it. I think if I had noticed it, yeah, it'd probably bother me a little bit too. But yeah, it's you know, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> that said, the actual motion of her getting pulled was actually pretty cool, and yeah. uh, like I said, the scene when she looks under the bed. And then the camera spins as she comes back up. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that I like uh, James Wan does, and you know, can kind of link this back to like the Insidious movies and this and stuff, is like, uh, yeah, it seems like he has like a lot of really cool and interesting um, visuals in his movies. And uh, you know, I I don't know how much um, like. Um, like cgi versus like practical stuff but like a lot of things in it you know feel like done very practical which uh it, you know is always cool and refreshing and you know there's not just like you know a big like cgi monster or something that's attacking them yeah i agree i agree uh obviously there's some other ghosts that pop up uh the other victims as it were of uh this witch mm-hmm. who's cursed the land and the, the ultimate plot is is that she possesses the mother to kill uh, the child, or at least one mm-hmm. of the children. She's got five to pick from in this case, so, you know. Spoil it for choice. Uh, I think it was, like, the youngest, like, she was trying to kill. Yeah. It seemed like. Well, she's trying to kill the youngest two, I think. She took the two youngest. Oh, yeah, she, she took two of them, and then, like, one was waiting in the car while... Yeah. 
but that's that's where the the plot goes. Um, I th- I think I, I I like how I like the investigative part of it. I like I like the warns coming in and like immediately knowing they're not full of bullshit. Yeah. Like, because uh, when when they come in, because they show you that scene that I actually really like, where they're at another house investigating something, and he rationally explains what the noise is. He's like, "Oh, it's just the wind hitting this floorboard that's creaking and it's going through the pipes, and that's why you're hearing it." And he, yeah, and I like that they will just like point out the things when it's it's not a ghost or it's not something supernatural. So yeah. when they immediately go into this house, and they start mentioning things like they mention the smell, they mention this, these specific mm-hmm. things, like they instantly on their faces. Like no, these are all real signs. This isn't just them being kind of creeped out because they're hearing noises, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. I like that they take it seriously immediately, and it's not. Uh, and I, I don't think that I'm happy this movie didn't do, which a lot of these supernatural movies do, is where one character will believe something's going on, and usually the man is the one that's the skeptic and is like, no, 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 they'll, they'll be foolish, and they won't believe it for ages. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that here. It just we get to it. <laughs> yeah, I like a, it. Felt like a little more authentic um, that way because yeah, I, I feel like I mean, granted, this probably happens a lot of times in real life where someone sees something and the other person doesn't realize it. But you know, with all the craziness that was going on, uh, it definitely felt like yeah, it would have been a little forced for him to be like, oh come on, you know, you're crazy. And this is a this is a weird thing, right? Because I know it's based on a true story, and there was five daughters. But I feel like for the movie's sake, they could have trimmed it down to maybe three daughters, just to. Yeah, that like, especially like the older daughters didn't really feel that consequential. Yeah, the oldest one didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. Uh, I think there was also one of the ones in the middle that didn't really have anything. There was one who got, whose feet get pulled. There was the very young one who seen the boy. And mm-hmm. those were the only real two that had. Like, like proper plot, like yeah. involvement. The other three were just kind of there to be scared, and yeah. play with each other and stuff. So you could have probably boiled it down to three of them instead of five of them. But again, then it's not authentic, I suppose. But I mean, I would debate how authentic this actually is. I mean, <laughs> I I like the movie, uh, but you know when I see you know based on a true story and it's a horror movie, I have to be skeptical mm. at you know oh, yeah. like. You know, all all this, they show the girl getting dragged about with her hair. You know, in one mm-hmm. scene, and all I'm thinking is, I bet a table nudged an inch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what actually happened. Come on, that's not. Well, yeah, I'll I'll get into some of that stuff uh, that I learned kind of more towards the end. Um, but uh, one thing I, I I was interested to see what you thought about uh, if I had maybe like one gripe and. It's not even like really that big a deal, but it, it seemed like uh, they kind of added like a lot of people towards the end that kind of felt like unnecessary, like that cop and that like um like photographer or documenter or college student or whatever. They, it kind of felt unnecessary Do you know, uh, to I, me. I like them. Um, I can I, I do get what you're saying. I feel like the movie should have introduced them. Well, we did see him. So we've seen the, 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 the college guy, the Asian guy. Yeah. We've seen him uh, when they first met the Warrens. But mm-hmm. I feel like they should have introduced him into the, the main picture sooner. Yeah. Because I actually really like the idea of them like being around the house and trying to catch things mm-hmm. on film and stuff. I, I do kind of wish there was an extra like, 10, 15 minutes of that in the middle 
which might have upset the pacing. I, so maybe we should have yeah. maybe cut other things from other places. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel like something like that was needed because they're like, it's not like I hated the characters. It just seemed like they kind of came out of nowhere. And then the um, the college kid makes me laugh because he uh, he's the one that kind of puts the like kid in danger towards the end. Yeah, because he shows out where she yeah, is. Yeah. She's under the floor, and then you just see the mother who's possessed. Like, oh, okay, and then like runs after. Her. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, ultimately, I don't have much more to add. I don't think I, I, I think I think it's a good solid haunted house movie. But I do have to say, I don't think it does anything spectacular plot-wise. Yeah. Um, and I'm really interested in the sequel, because I think the sequel could take it and make it a franchise that I really care about. Yeah. If, um... Actually, one other uh, tiny kind of thing that... Uh, I, I don't know if I want to say complaint, or just something that maybe I wasn't a huge fan of, or, or thought was a little cheesy, but, like, the um, the Warrens themselves... Uh, they were like a little too I'm trying to think what's the word like uh, I don't know like they, they felt like a little too cheesy at times like just like you know like they're very very Christian and then you know just kind of like seemed like that I don't know they had too much like of a perfect relationship or something where yeah like they'd kind of be like like you know I can't let you do this but I'm like we're in it together God brought us together for a reason and I was kind of like yeah I'm like maybe that's what they're like in real life so maybe that's kind of why maybe. they did it but I to me- I get what you're saying I, I didn't really bother me because I feel like I feel like I would have been annoyed had they added in too much of like drama with them like between yeah. them if that, you know like so I get what you're saying, but the, on the other hand, I think if they tried to do something with them like that, it might have been annoying because it would have detracted from what was going on in the movie. Yeah, it's it's not like it was like super rampant and uh, again, like you know, just a small minor quibble or whatever. But uh, just every now and again, there were a few parts where they'd have a line like that, and it kind of makes me like roll my eyes a bit. Hmm. All right, so you wanted to talk about some of the actual real stuff. Uh, well, just some stuff that I thought was interesting. I was, um, you know, just looking up like some interviews and stuff on YouTube. Uh, now, w- what I think the funniest thing, um, and I mean, in real life, whatever happened, it, it isn't, you know, really funny. But uh, I think it's kind of interesting is um, listening to the one of the sisters who's like, you know, all grown up now and talking about her experiences. Uh, in the movie, I don't know how long it covers, but it makes it seem like it's a matter of like days or weeks. Like they few move weeks. in, few weeks, yeah, the, yeah, move in. Some weird stuff starts happening. The Warrens come in and kind of clean everything up, and then happy family. Uh, but according to the you know sister uh, in the book that she wrote, she says that that's really not the case. Uh, they basically were like tormented for like ten years. And she says that the Warrens uh, came and only stayed for like maybe like a few days, and they basically didn't get rid of the ghosts. They just made them angrier and like more violent. <laughs> so I I just think it's funny that like in the movie they're like the heroes that save the day, but in you know again take it for a grain of salt. Who knows what really happened in the real life story? But at least according to this person, they were the ones who kind of like instigated and like really drove the, the ghosts and demons crazy. 
That's amusing, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't blame them. They have to make it into a movie, and a movie doesn't necessarily need a happy ending, but you need to have... <laughs> but given that they obviously thought, oh, maybe we might have franchise potential here, they have to make those yeah. two into heroes so they can do another movie with them. And you, you want to see them you know, go and solve right. another case. So, also, uh, Lorraine Warren was uh, a consultant on the movie, so... You know, she's probably yeah. gonna <laughs> Yes. We we were heroes on this. Uh yes. We're angels. Nothing wrong with us, we're perfect. Perfect in every way. Actually uh the book that the sister wrote, I think it's called like House of Light, House of Darkness and it kinda chronicles their whole um you know, uh dealings with the the paranormal. But uh it sounds pretty interesting. I'd like to read it at some point. Oh. I thought about one thing that I wanted to kind of praise the movie for. Okay. How many movies in the last you know year that we've been doing this show have we complained that do that stupid jump scare at the end when it cuts to the credits? Oh right, yeah. This one teases it and then doesn't do it. It just goes to credits. Yeah, I, I love that. I appreciate that so much, <laughs> so much. It just goes quiet, cut to credits. Yeah. Ominous. It's ominous. Oh. And it's so much creepier than like a jump scare. It is. It's much creepier. Yeah. Much creepier. So, kudos um, to that. One scene we didn't really talk about, uh, well, we kind of mentioned it in the um, spoiler-free zone, but uh, I like the the clap and uh, go seek sequences, uh, mm. which is uh, a game I never even heard of. I don't know if that's a real game, but I've always played hide and go seek. But um, I thought that was a really good kind of both sequences. The first time when the mom's playing and you kind of see the hands come out of the drawer, and then. The girl's not even there. I thought that was kind of cool. But then especially when, you know, she gets locked in the basement and then has she has the match lit and then the hands come out of nowhere. And... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, both of those moments are quite good. Uh, like I say, it's, it's a good movie with a lot of great moments. Um, but I don't love it. It's it's good. So, um, with yeah. that said, it's time for ratings, Timmy. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, no. I mean, I'm trying to think if I want to counter that with an "I love it" because uh, you have to think I about th- it, which means you probably I don't. Feel, I feel like I'm sitting on the fence between like it and love it. Like maybe depending on the day and the mood, I could easily say that I love it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, without a doubt, 100 percent sure. It, yeah, I definitely like it a lot. I, you know. Um, I, I think it's good worth a watch and maybe not something I'd watch all the time but definitely something I can pop in every now and again um, what are we what are we going to rate uh, this oh, for... claps out of 10 to me claps out of 10 okay uh, I feel like I'm skirting between a 7.5 and an 8 since I feel like you're going to give it a little lower score I'll just kind of teeter myself a little bit over the line and give it a solid 8 uh, you aren't far off for me. I'm going to give it 7.5. Yes, that's what I figured. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tim, that my, my, my discussion over the past, you know, 30 plus minutes uh, gave you an indication of how I feel about the movie. I mean, how dare I? <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should speak in the most boring, vague way possible so you'd never know how I feel. Apology accepted. What, uh, what's, your, what's your Twitter and stuff? <laughs> 
all my social media stuff uh you can find me at tim vargulish that's twitter instagram tumblr um i'll be posting my pictures to go along with these episodes along with links uh to them which obviously if you're hearing or listening to this you don't need them but hey whatever um also uh make sure to like my comic book stuff at facebook.com slash goatman comics if you like no pressure you don't have to like it but i would appreciate it if you did and uh you know, hopefully I will have some stuff to announce very soon. So basically what you're saying is the, you know, the best thing someone can do to make sure they don't miss an episode is to subscribe and yes. just uh, keep keep checking out. Subscribe, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe, whatever. Uh, and just, just keep, keep, keep involved. Keep, just keep screaming. Yeah, keep dinging, dinging. Keep dinging, dinging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's been Screams After Midnight, guys. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time. And as always, 